Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Joining us for a conversation is Judson Coulter, the CEO of Rover Metals. Mr. Coulter, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks, Maurice. Happy to be here. Glad to have you back on the program, sir. We last broke in uh, August, and since then, Rover Metals has commenced drilling on the high-grade Cabin Lake Gold Project located in the Northwest Territories of Canada. Before we begin, Mr. Coulter, for first-time listeners, who is Rover Metals? Thanks, Maurice. We are a mining exploration company focused on precious metals. And right now we've got two gold projects and we're just advancing the resource potential of our existing gold projects. So that's our focus for the next six months. Yeah, Judson, I've noticed that uh, Rover Metals is gaining a lot of attention in the market. Why is that? Well, I, I think we're in a, you know, goes without saying, look at the price of gold. I mean, we've got a, a known historic resource and we're drilling it to the next level. So, you know, people are starting to pay attention, not just to our company, but I think to the, the sector as a whole. And you've also got infrastructure and hydro. Can you expand on that for us? Yeah, our, our signature asset, Cabin Lake, is 120 kilometers northwest of the city of Yellowknife, which is, you know, a major hub for mining in the northern Canada. Um, we've got an all-season road that uh, is being built by the federal government. The existing highway infrastructure takes us 40 kilometers to our project. Then there's a nice road if needed in the winter. There's nearby hydro that exists already. Then um, you've got other, you know, proven projects, gold projects, actually, to the north of us um, that that, that all-season road is being built for. So we're sort of building our project on the back of, um, existing infrastructure and uh, infrastructure coming online. So, uh, Judson, what is the driving thesis for Rover Metals in regards to the Cabin Lake Gold Project? Well, it's a high-grade project historically, and you know it's uh, it's an iron formation, a traditional iron formation. But we believe there's also a quartz-based system that is that is uh, bringing the gold, the high-grade, into the system and. The hypothesis really is, uh, you know, we've we've seen the iron formation wrap through the project like a radio wave, if you will. It's just, you know, it's roughly 800 hectares in size, and you know, this radio wave wraps through the project. Um, and we think the uh, the grades and and the gold is hosted, um, you know, a long strike and and at depth. And that's part of this drill program is to better understand the historic resource relocating it that's a big part of it 
as well as um, you know really de- developing the the resource model for future drilling. The geology mirrors some other projects. Who do they mirror? Well, right now, based on our understanding, uh, we think that this could be a let's just say a, like a lupin mine, um, which is formerly the Northwest Territories, now none of it, or uh, the Homestake Mine in South Dakota. You know, that's, uh, you know, those are traditional iron formation hosted gold deposits. Please provide us with some historical background on the Cap and Lake Gold Project, which dates back to the 1940s. Yeah, drilling, that's when drilling first started there. Um, I think more recently, the major drilling was done by Freeport McMoran and Aber Resources, um, you know, in, in the mid and late 1980s. Um, but there hasn't been, outside of our work, which was done in 2018, geophysics, there hasn't been, you know, any drilling since for like 33 years. So here we are starting, you know, Labor Day weekend. Um, we're going in there um, and, uh, and drilling again. So it's exciting. So. Yeah, you referenced the drilling. You did some in 2018. You're commencing it right now. And what were the results from the exploration that uh, improved the confidence on the gold project? So we've got we've logged three three holes now. Um, there, it's been a little bit slow going just initially because of the amount of overburden. So we've had to drill anchors for the drill pad. So that's why, even though we started Labor Day weekend, we haven't been running a night shift either. So now we've got a night shift. And so we've got three holes completed and logged. Um, There's been deviation um, in terms of when they drilled in the 80s, they used a much smaller rig, drill rig, and it's much smaller core. So we've now figured out that it's the historical holes deviated from their, you know, planned angle. So, so that they, were, they ended up being shallower. So we've now been able to adjust all the historic data and our current program. And the good news is, is that we, um, after the second hole, we learned about that deviation. So the third hole did intersect the mineralization that we were targeting, as did the first hole. So what we've, what we've you know, been able to relocate is, is those historical intersects and now plan the rest of our program accordingly and you know, we've, you know, we don't have uh, the results assayed from those those two holes that did intersect the target, but what we are seeing is they've hit a very similar uh, log intersect on what's known to run as high grade across very similar uh, widths and and lengths. So we've got, you know, roughly 15 meters on each of the holes that um, that have has intersected, uh, you know, sort of a disrupted high sulfidized quartz iron formation and that's um, going to help us with you know we've got um, you know roughly seven more holes to go on the program and um, so you know um, the good news is is um, you know we're we're sort of on target at this point. So just in summary we're dealing with an underground early stage brownfield exploration gold project with a historical high-grade resource next to a, a new cobalt gold mine. Now, the location in and of itself makes the opportunity quite interesting. Is the goal to sell the project or develop it into a commercial scale mine? Uh, I mean, the goal with right now, the short-term goal is, yeah, absolutely, just to prove it up. I mean, we're one of the newer entrants into the Northwest Territories in terms of a, you know, a publicly traded mining junior. And so I think 
if we do our job right, which is, you know, just get to work, prove up that resource. I mean, we're hoping to get to 85,000 ounces inferred here from the small program of 1,100 meters and then go back in there in Q1 and um, expand on that resource. And so if, we're, if we do our job, I mean, the M&A cycle that's coming in this sector, um, you know, we go through the list, but, you know, top of my mind, let's go with, you know, there's Gold Mining Inc., there's uh, Gold Terror Resources, there's Nighthawk Gold, all companies right on our doorstep that are, you know, five times our market cap plus. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that would be, you know, the, the hope is that we would be able to, um, you know, and then, you know, hopefully it might just be an M&A. I don't want to necessarily lose my job either, right? <laughs> All right, switching gears. I've had the opportunity to interview legendary investors Rick Rule, Doug Casey, just to name a few. And their number one criteria in deploying capital wasn't the latent material on the ground, it's the people. And Rover Metals has done a remarkable job by having in place serially successful industry leaders with your board of directors, your management, and technical teams. Let's discuss the teams that make the Cabin Lake Go project come to fruition beginning with the topic, who is on Rover Metal's Board of Directors and Advisors? Yeah, our Board of Directors is, you know, a seasoned group of northern miners. And, you know, Lou Cavallo, let's just start there. You know, Lou's mostly retired, but, you know, he loves he loves rocks and loves the north and loves geology and loves exploration. So he's still um, involved with us. And, you know, he's no longer running Aurora uh, Geosciences or which was formerly Cavell O'Brien and Associates, but, uh, you know, he's with us and he's with a few other um, northern explorers and water boards in the Northwest Territories and brings with that great, like, years of relationships with First Nations government. Um, Keith Minty, Keith is a seasoned mining engineer. He's worked on projects all over the world, did his stint in Yellowknife at the giant mine um and so again another another great guy to have on our team we do have a secondary asset that is immediately adjacent to the giant mine so you know keith's involvement also on that project is key to us and then you know we've got um eugene hodgson eugene's uh, father Stuart hodgson was the former commissioner so eugene politically is very well connected for us and you know that's important because you know we're doing a lot of social endorsement for our project at an early stage getting, you know, and, you know, just buy in from, you know, the community and our neighbors. And our, in this case, in cabin, in cabin lakes case, that's the, the Tlicho first nations. Um, so all that stuff is really important shepherding the process of, of a mining project. Um, so, yeah, that's our board. Our advisory team is set up for, also for new deals and new projects and M&A. So, you know, Bob Schaefer, very well-known name in mining, especially U.S. mining, um, is this very senior guy at, at Kinross, has had about three discoveries to his name internationally. And now, um, you know, we've looked really hard at Nevada and we would still like to get a project in Nevada. And so, you know, as, as we gear back up, um, after this exploration program and, you know, in Q1 of next year when the border hopefully is a little more friendly, um, you know, we could, we could start, uh, you know, taking a run at, at some, some gold projects in Nevada again. How about management? Let's start with the CEO, Judson Coulter. What makes him qualified for the task at hand? 
I guess I cut my teeth in the mining industry as the CFO and sort of co-founder of Dolly Varden Resources and um, have, you know, my, my, I guess, education and, you know, is, is I'm a CPA and I've, I've sort of learned all of the inner workings of running a public company and a publicly traded mining junior. So that allows us to run really lean in terms of corporate securities costs, um, corporate secretary, legal financial statement filing, uh, and so on and so forth. And, you know, just having learned the business now in the last 10 years, you know, working with junior miners, um, you know, just sets us up to be very patient and methodical um, and have a very low burn rate and, and, you know, really just, you know, build the company um, consistently over time. And, and, you know, we're still out there. We're still listed. You know, you know, 2019 was a lean year for us, but, you know, we're still standing. And, you know, I think that's pretty representative of, you know, how we're going to, you know, continue to uh, chip away. Speaking of lean, let's discuss some numbers. Please share the capital structure for Rover Metals. This financing, as announced this morning, has now closed. So we've got uh, 70 million shares outstanding. Um, we are fully financed. We just raised 1.2 million. And is that all the cash and cash equivalents that you have currently? Well, we've got some bonds that are related to our uh, expiration permits, but that that's restricted cash, so we won't uh, we won't talk about that per se. I and mean, there's like about 120,000 in restricted cash, right? So, what is your burn rate? Yeah, our burn rate's about 50,000 a month, and that includes you know some of these conferences that are now virtual. That includes marketing. Um, you know, that includes CFO myself. Um, and outside of expiration season, right? So our, you know, our, our budget for this program that we're drilling is 700 to 750,000. So that's kind of, so our burn rate has increased between now and sort of end of October, if you will. But thereafter, it's, you know, roughly 45, 50,000 a month. How much debt do you have? Uh, we have 40,000 on a, uh, federal government uh, interest-free loan, um, so that's interest-free for two more years. So, well, a year and a half. So, just taking advantage of some free money, free credit. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right, you you just referenced financing. Uh, who financed the project, and who's financing the project? I, sh- I should say. And uh, what is their level of commitment? Yeah, we've got. Uh, of the 1.2 million, only about 20% of that was from existing shareholders. And um, the Canaccord Genuity, there's been four brokers. Well, I mean, there's actually more like six, but but four key brokers that really liked our story. Um, the you know the sort of geologist um, that that reviews a lot of their mining assets internally at Canaccord liked the project. Um, and so it passed sort of the sniff test and, um, and then, you know, we've got, you know, four really good names and, you know, in the brokerage community at Canaccord and I'll just, you know, rattle a few names off. So, um, Rob Reynolds, um, senior broker in, 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 um, Vancouver, um, of course his brother, Paul was former CEO, um, Bernie DeGruda, the Calgary office really likes the project. Ray Martin, uh, in, in Vancouver, um, he's been a big supporter, Tavis Michaud. Um, and, you know, we're going to continue to build that relationship at Canaccord. And I'm, you know, heading to Toronto this week. Um, and and uh, we're wanting to appoint uh, Abington Capital 
which is an exempt market dealer in Toronto. Um, Neil Johnson runs the shop there, hoping to appoint them as our uh, to our advisory board, and you know, and you know, continue to build um, our retail brokerage support, uh, you know, in Toronto on, on this coming trip. So, leaving the institutions, who are some of the major shareholders? Yeah, legendary mining, like early stage legendary mining investor, Tukey Stewart Angus. Uh, he's a large shareholder, an early backer. Um, Oshawa Mera, chairman at GT Gold. He's participated uh, continuously in each of the financings since our IPO financing when he first got involved, and that was in June 2018. Uh, he's a very large shareholder now. Um, and uh, Keith Minty. Uh, Keith is our president and one of our directors. Uh, he's been um, a big a big supporter since the start. Since you know, really, since we we got uh, on going on you know the IPO route in 2017. Um, so um, three great shareholders to have, um, and um, yeah. You know, Justin, based on the data available, what type of value proposition do we have in comparing the current market price with what you believe the car, the price can and should be? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to say safe harbor on this comment in terms of forward-looking statements. But you know, we the unpublished historical resource from all of our data, you know, at Aber and you know also Freeport McMorris and suggests an eighty-five thousand eighty-five thousand ounce high-grade gold historical resource. So this program, we're hoping to move that up to an inferred category. So let's just say hypothetically, there's eighty-five thousand ounces. You know, during the last super cycle in mining, you know, the valuation could, you know, could be as good as $100 U.S. Uh, per ounce. So that would suggest that we should be like a $12 million U.S. company. We're not. not. We are a five, you know, on a good day right now, four and a half million, five million U.S. dollar uh, market cap company. So I think we're undervalued. I think there's a really good opportunity to, in, you know, in the market to buy and, um you know, you know, and we're we're obviously hoping to start getting our 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 core assayed into the market here um, in in October. So, multi-layered question: What is the next unanswered question for Rover Metals? When can we expect a response, and what will we determine success? Um, multi-layered question. Well, let's see, Maurice. You always get you always got to hook me, eh, before the end of the interview. <laughs> um. You know, I, I mean, again, it's right now today, we don't know what we don't know. I mean, the good news is, is the sulfidization intersects that we were hoping to get on this program. We're getting them. Um, you know, we, we're, you know, where we are trying to get a better understanding of, you know, what's hosting the high grade gold on this project. And we're wanting to get um, an inferred resource out to the market. And so, you know, that's really uh, what we're what we're doing in the next three months, and um, you know, I think a lot of our success will be predicated on a, the ability to raise another financing before the end of the year. Um, in Canada, we have that charities flow through sort of tax advantage way to raise money for exploration drilling. So the hope is is that we'll be able to raise a good portion of the November financing um, at thirty percent premium to market close, so non dilutive. Um, and, you know, I think, I think that, you know, being able to put away, uh, you know, a, a good size financing by the end of Q4 and, 
get back to drilling at Cabin Lake in in January, February, um, you know that you know that's our goal and that's our focus. Do you have a, a target as far as how many meters if you were to uh, have the opportunity to drill in uh, January? Yeah, three thousand. I mean, as I'd mentioned, sort of top of the call here. The the way the iron formation, the best way I can think to describe it without having a graph behind me is that like a radio wave just wrapping throughout. Um, you know the claim, and there's there's only really been two locations here on the on the on the iron formation that have been drilled, and so the 3,000 meter program would um, continue at depth. Iron formations run deep, like as we press released this morning, our hole number three. We stopped drilling at 91 meters, and it was still in the iron formation. So you know, like obviously, if that runs on the assays, we'll get back in there. Uh, redrill to depth, but we need to test the continuity of this iron formation. Also, there's if you go to our website and you look at the presentation materials, there's three or four nose folds, and that's where you can get two to three times the high grade. And so those that program in January, February is going to continue to test um, those those nose folds and those hinges to see if they do run with, you know, higher than that 14 grams per ton that we know exists already. Um, and we may, if we're lucky, we may even say one at Andrews South, if, if, if we don't continue to have problems with overburden on this program and we stay on budget, um, we will hopefully be able to test one of those four nose, nose folds. But certainly by January on that 3,000 meter program, um, you know, we'll, we'll be testing that as well. Last question, sir. What did I forget to ask? Maurice, you never forget to ask. You got it all. You know, you <laughs> do it. They call it proven or probable for a reason, right? So you, you're grilling me over here. So I'll just leave. I think we got it covered. Maurice, before we close the interview, I just wanted to remind your viewers and subscribers that we do have three conferences that we'll be presenting our expiration results to um, upcoming here in uh September as well as the remainder of Q4. So this weekend will be, this coming weekend will be in Muskoka, north of Toronto, meeting with a lot of Toronto brokers um, at a capital event conference. I'll be there in person. It's a small um, social distancing, if you will, uh, controlled event uh, at the JW Marriott in Muskoka, Cottage Country, Ontario. Uh, we'll also be doing a virtual conference for the New Orleans Investor Conference, and that's in mid-October. Um, so I, I encourage anybody to subscribe and register to have a one-on-one -on -one, uh, with Rover. I'll be um, presenting for the company uh, at the New Orleans Conference, and we'll be discussing the assay results for this current drill program at Cabin Lake. Um, and then we'll, we're also registered for the European Precious Metals Conference, which is uh, the beginning of November. Um, and at that point, we should expect to have all of, you know, the 1,100 meters of this program assayed. And, you know, we can discuss in detail our expiration model for Q1 of next year. Sounds good. Mr. Coulter, if investors want to get more information about Rover Metals, please share the contact information. Just please visit our website at www.rovermetals.com. And you can visit the Contact Us page and um, be in touch with us that way. Mr. Coulter, thank you for joining us today and wishing you and Rover Metals the absolute best, sir. Thank you, Murray. All the best, sir. The information presented on Proven and Probable 
is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.